Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Odd Life Podcast. I'm your host, Hallie. I'm excited for you to be here. It's just us going to be hanging out today. There's a couple things that came up this week that I want to talk about. And uh, maybe they hit for you too. But first off, last week, last Friday, my husband had shoulder surgery. He had torn bicep ligaments in the labrum that's torn, not all the way, but just partially. And then part of his rotator cuff, there was a hole in there. I don't know all the stuff about it, but anyway, surgery went well. He had two anchors to anchor his bicep tendon, and then he had two anchors for his labrum, and then they repaired the hole and all that good stuff. It's all laparoscopic. He just has some small incisions. He's got actually a big tattoo on his shoulder, so it hides it a little bit, which is good. The one thing I'd make a comment about though, maybe you've experienced this yourself, but as soon as he told people he was going to go in and get shoulder surgery, everybody was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad for you. That sucks. And not because they thought that shoulder surgery sounded horrible. It's because maybe they had gone through it themselves or somebody that they knew. And I can relate, remember pregnancy, all that kind of stuff. Everyone kept telling you all the things they had gone through. It was very similar. And I saw it from a different angle. Man, the number of people that said, I feel so bad for you. It's going to suck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And all of a sudden we're like, mm, okay, is this going to be really bad? What? <laughs> What are we getting into? Hold on a second. I think what's going on is people are projecting their experience. And then what happens is you go in anxious as fuck because you think that their horrible experience is be your horrible experience. And as we know, everybody's different. And this is the thing that blows me away is that his injuries are different than their injuries. There's a lot going on in the shoulder. They may have completely torn a tendon. He had partially on two things. So they weren't completely torn. So that makes a difference. So there's a totally different thing happening up in here that determines then what's going to happen with your recovery. And you're like, oh, you got to get a recliner. Oh, it's going to sleep. It's going to be horrible. Get that ice pack machine. Get that for sure. You're going to need that 24 seven. My husband does not need any encouragement to go down the dark hole of despair. So that is what we had to deal with last week. And not even last week, it was all the stuff the weeks prior to as we were anticipating the surgery. Because there was things that would come up in conversation. Hey, let's go do this. Yeah, I got shoulder surgery. I won't be able to do that then. And that's when it all would show up. I think this is a lesson for all of us. One, don't project your experience onto somebody else's experience. And two, understand that their experience is not going to be your experience. I totally believe that you're going to get the recovery that you absolutely believe is going to happen to you. So if you think it's going to be awful and horrible and painful and all those things, I guarantee that's what's going to be. 
So as a friend, some good advice would be not to tell your friends how shitty your surgery was and how shitty your recovery was. Let them go into it with a little bit of hope because their situation is completely different than yours. Like they may not have the same kind of injury. Your experience is not going to be the same as somebody else's because everyone's surgery goes differently. You all respond differently. Your body types are different. And uh, I really wished that people did not say anything to him about going in. And his recovery has been great. He was on pain meds the first two days, really at night, get some good night's sleep. And then he's been Tylenol ever since. And even then, only at night. So we're doing great. I uh, started PT already. All oh, that's good. I was anticipating a lot worse. So that's what's going on. But I just really felt like, man, let's not do that. Let's not project our own experience onto somebody else. And that got me thinking about other things. I asked the nurse this in recovery. I said, what do you, what happens when someone does not have a person to pick them up and drop them off? Like they're not married, they're single, their spouse has passed away. They live in a city that they don't have family close by. She said, that's a really great question. And then I was thinking, duh, this is where your friends come in. But still, I had to go home with him and get him food and take care of him and make sure that he was okay and settled and be with him. So it's not like a friend can just go, hey, dude, I got you. I'm picking you up. I'm dropping you off. Picked up your prescription. You're good to go. See you later. Like this has got to be somebody that's there willing to help out and be with you. Can make sure that you're safe and you're taken care of. And it's going to be thinking about some friends. It's like, if I didn't have my husband here with me, if I had something going on, what would we do? I mean, our kids have their own lives. They're busy. Maybe you've got a child that can't get to you, can't come home to take care of you. It just is what it is, their job or whatever that is. What do you do? If you've had that experience, let me know. I was genuinely curious about how this works. If you had an injury or if you've had surgery and you've had to have friends or somebody pick you up and it's not a spouse, what do you do? It just makes me sad that maybe people are out there. Maybe that's a service. Maybe you have to hire a nurse. I don't know. What does that look like? And as we get older, I start to think about these things. Like, what would I do if I was all alone? And this then led me into something I saw recently, uh, just this like literally two days ago. There's an account on Instagram that I came across called Retirement House. And at first I was like, what is this? This sounds amazing. Because it was three, well, they're ladies and they were on vacation together and they were doing this really cute, they had a song and they were clapping their hands. Every time they clapped their hands, they were in a new location. So they were traveling and they were in front of an airplane and they were in front of um, some rocks on a beach. And I thought that would be amazing to have some best friends like that as I got older to go travel with. And I dug into the account more. And this account, is actually comedy. It's it's acting. And this is how it came about. I did a little diving into the whole thing because I was totally enthralled with this. And what it was, it was a grandson that he and a friend seen some things on TikTok. And there were some grandchild, grandparent accounts that were authentic and real. And they had got a ton of followers and just the content they were putting out was really fun. And this grandson, he and a friend were talking about creating something where it was getting seniors more involved in the entertainment industry. In this article I read, it said they're basically non-existent. And this is a way to get some 
elderly people or some seniors more involved. And he has a grandmother that's in her seventies. I believe I think she's in her seventies. And there's like four or five of them, five or six, maybe even that they pretend that they're in this retirement house together and they have these antics and they do these skits and whatever, but it's hysterical. It's super cute. And, uh, now they've got a podcast and I haven't really listened to it quite yet. By the time this airs, I hopefully I'll have a few episodes under my belt, but they have guests that come on and the grandson, I believe is running it as far as the interviews and the whole podcast production, like hosting it. And then the retirees are the guests. So there's personas there and it's acting, but what a great concept, honestly. And I did see this pop up again someplace else in an article I read. There was these women that were all widowed or older, did not have a spouse. And it's in London. And they have basically a commune. They have a building that they all live in. They all have their separate units, but they come together for meals. They take walks together. They garden together. And I thought, what a great freaking idea. Because I think for most of us, Going to live in a senior living center, at least the ones of our generation, scares the shit out of us. Cold, isolating, very hospital feel. I know there's a lot more that are coming about that feel like more apartment complexes, there's the assisted living, all those kinds of things. But I think this is a great concept because you have autonomy, you have your own space, but you have people built in around you. They're in the same situation that you have easy access to, to go do things. It's a little, like I said, commune. And then I found another article that had an estate in England. And again, the same kind of concept is almost like renting out the rooms in the home, but it wasn't just for older people. It was for all ages. So there's a young gal there with her two children. She's single. And then an older gentleman that's there retired, older, widowed, whatever it was, there's multiple generations happening. And that's also a fantastic idea because then you have the older helping the younger, the knowledge that's passed back and forth. Imagine being an older person, having young kids running around, lighthearted. Let's say you didn't have grandchildren. What a great way to experience that situation without having to have kids in your own. Like you get to experience that. and. There's something about that that's really intriguing for me. Of course, ask me the right people. It may be kind of a hard find. How do you find the people that you want to spend a lot of time with? But I think the biggest thing is when you get older, it's just the loneliness. And I see that my my father-in-law, he's 90, 91, coming up in November. He likes the autonomy of having his own house, but he is lonely. He has neighbors that are popping in, taking care of him and seeing him. We go up there every, we try and go up every two, three weeks if we can, uh, but it's hard and he's just lonely. And I don't want that for myself. I'm not looking forward to that time, which is why I try and do all the things I can to make sure I am not a burden on somebody else down the road. I am eating healthy, no longer drinking alcohol. I don't smoke anything. I don't even watch shows that give me anxiety anymore. There's enough going on in real life. I don't need to watch a show where my cortisol levels are probably through the roof. I'm trying to do all these things. Moving every day. I have a standing desk with a walking treadmill underneath it. If I'm walking and working, I'm getting in almost 12,000 steps a day. Uh, I'm doing all I can to not be a burden. But I think it'd be so cool to have 
a place where we have friends right there around us to do things we want to do, go for the walk, take a vacation together, garden together, have a meal together. I would love that. I would love that. And uh, I need to do the work now to do that. Retirement House, look it up. It's so funny. I'll put it in the show notes and the link to their YouTube as well as their, you know, their podcast and all that stuff. Uh, super interesting and fun. And it's a way to laugh at older age and they try and get rid of the stigma of when you're old, you're hobbling around and comatose in a wheelchair. They are debunking that. And it's so fun. And even though it's comedy and it's acting, I think it's inspiring at the same time. And it's funny. So check it out. Maybe forward it to your parents. Maybe you've got older parents that think TikTok and all those things are stupid. But if they saw this, it may be funny for them to watch. All these things got me thinking about friends and how important they are later in life. And I've got a friend, uh, her name is Nina. She's got her own uh, podcast, all about friendships. Her name is Nina Badson. Go check it out. It's called Dear Nina. And I, I'm horrible. I think at friendships and I've written about this before and I've talked about it before, but this scares the shit out of me is that I have focused on my family for so long and my little world that I haven't done a lot of work on fostering friendships. I never really knew how, honestly. I had a best friend that I met in school when I was younger and then her and I were just thick as thieves and it was us, us two until high school. And then I got out of high school, went to college, and I was in a sorority. And then I was surrounded by all these girls. Didn't have to work at it. They were all there. I just opened my door and who's out there? Who's hanging out? Let's go do this. Perfect. Didn't have to work at it. And then you get your first job and they're all roughly, at least my company was, all roughly my age. Again, not hard. Just went and hung out. And I didn't learn the skill of how to keep friendships. And this has kicked me in the ass ever since. I made a funny story on Instagram yesterday about, hey, I'm taking applications for besties to go travel with. These are my qualifications that I'm looking for. I'm joking, but kind of not, honestly, when I think about it. I want women in my life that I can do things with. And I know that it's all on me because I have to do the work. And it means putting myself out there. So there's some things I'm going to start doing. There's a group here in town called The Hive. And I don't know if there's other locations in other cities, but there's one here. And they go out and they do activities together. They do charity work together. I think they're mostly midlifers because uh, I think people are looking for connections after the kids are gone. And I'm looking for that myself. I also want to find a group of women that are active that want to do things, whether it's pickleball or going for walks, yoga. I want someone to go do that kind of stuff with. And I love my husband and our time is great together, but we're together a lot. And there's something about having female friendships is so important. And you know what? I need someone to talk to about other stuff. He doesn't need to hear the shit that I want to talk about. He doesn't care. And nor will he be able to really hear me on some of the stuff. Whereas a friend is the one that's there to help bounce things off of, talk to about these hard feelings or whatever that is. And uh, we need that. It's a nice balance. And you think back hundreds, thousands of years ago, 
we lived in small villages. We opened our door and there were people right there, our neighbors, our friends to talk to. And uh, I don't do that at all. So I need to break out of my bubble and do some cultivating of some friendships in my life. I have friends, but people are busy. And unless you consistently make the effort to get together, those things start to fade away. It got me thinking about what I want the end of my life to look like, God willing that I get there and friendships. And I've got a lot more to dive into this. And I think we're going to have some people on the podcast or soon about friendship and cultivating it, especially at this age and how we go about that. I truly believe that people come into our lives at the right time we needed them. And they're not always meant to stay the entire time. And I'm sure I'm that for somebody else. I came in at a certain time and now I'm no longer part of their life. And that's fine. I don't want anybody to drag me along because they feel obligated to reach out to me. I want people to have me in their life because they enjoy my company. They want to spend time with me. So if I'm not that person for them anymore, so be it. It is what it is. But uh, I do think that this time of life, for sure, this empty nest time is a great time to either foster the friendships we want or really ramp up the friendships you have. Maybe you haven't been able to do a lot with your friends because you've been busy with kids. And now that they're gone, it's maybe time to reignite those. So I am looking forward to this part of my life to see what happens in my friendships. And I'm really going to get myself out there. That's where I'm at. And uh, the things that have happened recently is the shoulder surgery and hearing the nurse talk about, I don't know really what people do if they don't have family around. And then seeing this retirement house, like what a way to live out those last chapters of your life with people that you can have fun with and be around and share life with and not do the typical senior housing situation. Like I'm really interested in this. And if it's weird because it's like a commune, I think it's really cool. You know, it's mean that they stay there forever. If it's not a fit, you move on to something else. But I think staying relevant and staying on top of what's going on in the world. And I think having experiences well into your later years is important. Nothing stops as you get older. Why do we feel we have to stop doing those things? I'll be damned if I'm going to be stuck at home watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or the news or whatever's on TV. Like I want to almost throw my TV away as I get to a certain age because I don't want to sit at home and watch TV. I've seen too many of the older generation do that. And it makes me want to hurl myself off the side of a mountain before I do that. But that's where we're at, folks. Friendships, not telling people uh, your horror stories about upcoming surgeries. I mean, be a good friend. Be a good friend and don't tell your friend the worst case scenario or don't tell them how awful your recovery was and how awful their recovery is going to be. All right. I appreciate you listening. I'm hoping to make more of these just lighthearted. I don't always want to come at you guys with life lessons or a book I read. I feel like that sometimes is overdone. I want to talk about things that are relevant and that feel like they're things you can relate to. And this is hopefully one of them. If you are of my age, let me know in the comments if this is something you think about too. This is, you know, worry of yours. I know we don't want to be alone at the end of our lives. And if this is something you've thought about, what your solution's been, if you have something that you've got in the works, let us all know. Uh, Don't keep it to yourself. I just want to share some of these things that I'm thinking about because I do truly feel that 
the more we talk about this kind of hard stuff or the things we're going through or what we're anxious about, that it's going to help somebody else not feel alone. And maybe it sparks an idea within yourself to give something a try. I don't know. But for me, this has woken up something in me of, okay, what's my plan? And what am I doing now to foster what I want for later? So I've got work to do. Got some work to do. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Have a great week and we'll be back next week with another guest. And I look forward to hearing what you think. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review so we can be found by other people. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.